Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Oversharers podcast. My name is Harvard. I'm Katul. And today we have another brand new episode for you. And we're back with scenarios. So let's go. Oh my God. We went to a digital live show. Oh, that was amazing. We met quite a few of you there as well, which was so overwhelming, but just very beautiful at the same time. Like you guys are so cute. Can I just say like how adorable? Oh my God. There was this one girl. I think her name was Hafsa and she was like reenacting an episode that we did. Yes. You actually remember it. it, It's like you'll have like a specific quote from an episode from like two seasons ago and then there was another girl who said that she used to watch us before we did scenarios and I was like wow no way. that is a real fan if you were watching us before we started scenarios oh my god we were doing random stuff on you, YouTube we go way back it was embarrassing <laughs> but yeah no I was really overwhelmed but in a really good way I was like oh my god people actually listen to us yeah and it was you know another thing that I really liked was that I feel very proud and also kind of overwhelmed with the fact that we share fans with the digital sisterhood like (laughs) digital sisterhood to us is like what um freshly grounded is to muslim men yes the female version yeah i just love the way other tells stories like she just i don't know it's very provocative and also really moving yeah, I think she's a really good storyteller. I think she said, yeah, I think she said in the live show she might she might be a poet. I don't know, but I can see that. I can see that too. And also another thing that I noticed from a technical point of view is you can tell that a lot of effort goes into her episodes. Yeah. You can tell that there's a lot Research. of movement in the background, a lot of like sourcing talent this that the other like you can tell she puts a lot into an episode which I find really admirable I think with us we're a little bit different but in the sense that I do agree that it's surprising that we have similar fans but then again it's kind of understandable well I mean she's in the UK do you know what I mean do you know what I mean our home Somali girls (laughs) between the ages of 18 to 35 yeah exactly (laughs) predominantly but yeah no honestly that just blew my mind um and I really really enjoyed the I enjoyed the event it was fun and some of you guys hinted when is your show coming so you never know guys it might be coming anytime soon so you've just got to stay tuned indeed and be aware when those tickets come out inshallah other things that have happened this week um I watched the whole series of Daisy Jones and the Six Oh, that Prime. bloody awful book that we tried reading last I year. I actually finished the book. Did you not finish it? No, it was so dead. Oh, I was, was really trying dead. to. It just felt like, you know, roadies mm. on a tour bus just hanging out. Hanging on. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I didn't like it, to be honest. But I found out that Daisy, and the, Daisy Jones and the Six is basically based on Fleetwood Mac. 
and Stevie Nicks. Oh, is it? And the relationship of their band. Went on a long TikTok dive and I found out. Base, if, th- if what happened back then happened now, the drama. It would literally be on tabloids. So Why? basically, it's kind of like filtered in Daisy Jones. Mm. But what really happened is basically Stevie Nicks, who's in a part of Fleetwood Mac, basically was dating this, the guitarist. I forgot his name. Something Buckingham. Mm. Anyway, they were going out. Then they broke up. So then they started like atting each other through their album songs and they're all in the same band. So there's this one album called The Rumours and they each write a song saying like crazy stuff about each other. So then Stevie was like, after a while, she left the group because she was like, I'm not gonna... It's a bit toxic. It was mad. And then in 1997, they did a live show and it was the first time that she sang that song to him and you could see it like they're looking each other in the eyes and she's cussing him out. But on top of that, there was another two bandmates in the group that were dating. And at the same time, imagine there's like two double couples in a band Mm. and they all hate each other and they were all writing songs about hating each other. It was crazy. It just sounds like Taylor Swift. It sounds like very toxic, crazy. (laughs) And in my mind, I was thinking, imagine that happened where social media existed yeah no, everyone, crazy. Would be, everyone would be tweeting about it wouldn't they literally oh my god she said that in the song so anyway daisy nicks um daisy jones yeah i thought i thought it was actually a really good show it was a palate cleanser for when you want to watch something really good no way i know prime is really coming out with these really good um these back-to-back shows, but it's just not hitting the way Netflix does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you need to watch Swarm. Swarm is mad. No, I, I finished I it today. So it's basically based on, you know, toxic fandom. Really? Yeah. So, like, I think, because based on just, like, some of the imagery and just, you know, like, the symbolism, it's based on, like, the beehive. That's what oh, I okay. think. Oh, Beyonce. Yeah. Fans. So okay. there's this one star and there's a girl that's like obsessed with her so like it's just so funny because every, like she's so, so obsessed with her to the point that she goes around unaliving people so she, the first oh, don't ruin it, don't ruin so it. what she says to people is are you a fan of said artist and then and then, then, she and then no but wait it's really weird because then she'll target them based on a tweet that they wrote about the artist which was a negative thing so she goes out and like finds these people and oh god pause I'm gonna watch it someone said to us the other day we don't ruin shows and I was like no we actually do ruin shows yeah we're so sorry anyway I literally I literally like narrated the whole nocebo plot last week no but I actually enjoyed it because I watched the whole thing wasn't it good I loved it I thought it was amazing (laughs) I was like I would never have discovered this for myself it's really creepy isn't it honestly Mm-hmm. I would never have gone on Netflix and said, let me go watch that. Ever. No way. It was so good. I watched it because I was just bored. I was flicking through and I'd just seen loads of stuff that I've already watched. And I was like, oh, what's this? Really? See, I'm a, when I'm on Netflix, I watch my comfort stuff. I just go oh, back like to over and over. Yeah, just to keep me motivated. I never like go out and explore something unless it's like you told the story the way that you did. I don't Do you know. know I, I mean? just, I saw like British drama and I got gas. Oh, nice. No, I found it really good. But um, Swarm, I'm going to check that out this week and see what it says. I'll come back next week, guys. It's directed by Donald Glover and also Malia Obama. Mm. Mm. Malia's uh, dipping into the screenwriting, I yeah. see. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh my god, I forgot to tell you what I saw the other day. Let me show you. This had me. This had me howling last night. So basically, this woman on TikTok, no, on Twitter, was basically um, she went to a restaurant, had nice food with her friends, ate the food. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, and then she left a review, and basically the review said so. This is what her tweet says. It says, my waiter at a restaurant that I ate at asked me to leave him a Google review. So I did. And now his baby mother is in my DMs. What? <laughs> it gets worse. So the baby mother. So this is what the review said. I'm going to read out the review <laughs> and you lot tell me if this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this actually made me laugh last night. So the review says, the food was amazing and the service was even better our waiter Meek provided exceptional service and we will be returning because of him. Pretty standard review. Yeah, because they were being nice. Mm. So then the baby mother DMs her from, so she saw the review, found her on Instagram. I would have surprised because whenever I write a review, my whole government name is yeah. there. DMed her and she goes, don't know who you are, but since you you think flirting with my baby father while he's at work is cute, you can have his hoe ass. <laughs> From a review. That was such oh a God. lovely review. I'm going, now I think I have to think twice about writing reviews <laughs> about people. That's so weird. I just thought about it. And then she wrote a, re- a reply back, but whatever. Like, she was just like, I was flirting with him, whatever, move on, blah, 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 just to piss her off. But the point is, like, woo, child, like, how crazy can you be <laughs> that you're upset that your man is getting a Google review five stars. at the restaurant that he works at? He could own the restaurant. We don't even know. She should be happy. Imagine Google reviews amounted to, like, really high tips. Child money is going towards your baby's milk. Like, be happy. Oh what the God. hell? I was just thinking last night, like, what is the craziest thing you've done? Like, in my mind, I was like, I would never think of that. No, that's really strange. That man lives rent-free in her head. For her to just deep culture. She went on his restaurant's reviews just to just to spy on him. No, that's she sounds creepy. really crazy. She probably is the type of person to get pissed off because he goes to work every day, <laughs> leaving her alone or something. Do you know what I mean? She probably sits there, like, plotting and scheming. <laughs> no, I was like, that's, that is a madness that I've never seen before. Google reviews. So she surpassed the Instagram comments. So she's found comments. this woman based on a Google review that she wrote about her baby daddy then proceeded to send her an Instagram message cussing her for talking about the baby daddy in the Google review. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's not said anything wrong. No. So she wasn't flirting with no, him. No, she literally just, she literally did the review <laughs> that I read out to you guys, <laughs> saying it was exceptional food and he was a great waiter. <laughs> a, a review you'd write for anyone who but you know what a great scares service. me. Really scares me is that she's generally reviewing that page, that Google review page on that restaurant regularly to be yeah. able to see that review. So she's probably checks the waiting. She's probably waiting to see if anyone else name drops her baby daddy. So she might, she might be going after all of them. I'm just saying, but how do you know? Is there only one waiter in this place? Do you reckon she goes after the review if it's a bad review about her baby daddy? <laughs> 
<laughs> Bitch, why are you saying about my... <laughs> This just made me laugh. I was like, there's crazies and then there's crazies. That's crazy. So, I, 27 male, met a girl, 27 female, who used to bully me when we were little. Now she's asking me out and I don't know what to do. So I am a 27 male, was heavily bullied since the beginning of kindergarten, oh my god, until the end of middle school. Isn't that like... That's really sad. Isn't that like reception? Isn't kindergarten nursery? No, it's reception. Yeah, Yeah, so it's reception. So wait, he was bullied from the age of five until... Until middle school, which I'm assuming is... Ten? So I, 27 male, heavily bullied since the beginning of kindergarten until the end of middle school when I transferred to a different town. My classroom had 15 children, me excluded. Out of those 15, seven of them them used to bully me constantly and the other eight simply ignored what was happening. Out of the seven bullies, four did some particularly heavy shit. I will call them B group. You can guess what b stands for bullies okay Mm -mm. what the other three did was some random lighter things like throwing paper scraps at me stealing pencils things like that i will call them c team or acted as followers for the b team what the b team did to me scarred me for life and i had to go to therapy to deal with it if i met them today i would make them pay for everything they did to me My hatred for the C team is not as nearly as big, but it's still vivid. I want to know what the B team did. The B team are reminding me of that Korean show called The Glory. No, I'm thinking much darker thoughts. I'm thinking, have you watched The Glory? I'm thinking about, you know, that case of the 10 year old that like raised the age of criminal culpability for children. Do you remember that case? Mm -mm. John, no, something. Oh my. And they killed him. I don't know. No, no, no. Let's wait, let's wait. Right. So until last year, I couldn't bring myself to forgive anybody in that classroom, both teachers and students, for doing nothing to help me when the B team was tormenting me. Last year, though, my hatred started to fade following some serious events in my life which I won't share. When I transferred, I swore to myself I would never go back to that town or talk to any of them ever again. Despite that, my past has found ways to follow me. I work in a pub, not sure if this is the right term in in English, part-time twice a week around six months ago. I met Nina, 27 female, there by chance. Nina was one of the three bullies of the C team. Okay. Okay, she's not the bad She's not the bad, but she's still a bully. And while I have forgiving them now, it doesn't mean I want to do anything with her so I tried to stay professional and act as if nothing was wrong Mm -hmm. anyway physically she hasn't changed much I mean she's grown up since middle school obviously but I could still recognize her I'm not sure if I made myself clear the same cannot be said for me probably in middle school I was fat white like snow and I had light brown hair while now I'm fit my skin's a bit pink and my hair has darkened in the last few years do you know why that reminds me of <laughs> when like white people ask each other what are you into and then they say tall dark and handsome what yeah. they really mean is and we didn't know what tall dark and handsome was for the long time no. i thought it was referring to black men well, me too but what they really mean is dark hair, hair pink skin <laughs> like a tan skin <laughs> like olive you know 
another thing that I thought of the other day. You know, like when people say, when guys say, I'm into blondes or brunettes. Yeah. They're referencing white women. Yeah, yeah. That Isn't was, that weird? I thought that was quite obvious. No. What did you think? They're referencing black women. No, I just thought like... Do you think white men are referencing no, black women when they I just say thought, like, brunettes? It was just hair colour, but I realised they actually just mean white women. No. With this, brown hair and blonde they're, hair. They're thinking of the dominant race, darling. I wouldn't say white people are dominant. Apparently in the year 2050... Biracial people are going to be dying. What do you call it? Racially ambiguous. Ambiguous. People, people. The Mariah Careys of the exactly world. Exactly. Are going to be majority. Right. I digress. <laughs> Let me go back. Right. Anyway, the same cannot be said for me. So he said that he is a bit more pink and my hair has darkened in the last few years. When some of my friends look at my old photos, they struggle to recognize me. We don't talk much as I was working and she initially didn't recognize me. But when one of my colleagues called me to ask me something, she connected the dots. He goes, I have a particular name that is rare in our country and it's really old fashioned and nobody uses it anymore. Imagine being called Aristotle today. Let's mm. give an example. Yeah. Once she recognized me, her demeanor changed drastically and she got out pretty soon. She came back a couple of times in the following months and she was quite shy towards me whenever we interacted. A few weeks ago, she got mildly drunk and she started sobbing, ranting about what a crappy person she was in the past and how her life is shit. It was the classic drunken rambling that I didn't pay attention to. I simply stopped serving her alcohol and gave her some water. But at some point she grabbed my hand. And while I was taking away one of the empty glasses, she apologized. Oh, that's nice. I have to say, it felt weirdly good. She didn't come back in the following weeks. But a few days ago, she texted me on social media, apologizing profusely for whatever she did while she was drunk. And she suddenly asked me out. At the time, I was evidently too stupid or tired to understand the clues and didn't understand it meant as a date. She asked me out for coffee and I thought she simply wanted to apologise in person or talk about the past in a more sober state. I realised my mistake yesterday when I talked about it with a friend. Now I'm torn on what I should do. On one side... What Nina did in the past has conditioned me greatly and I can't simply forget about it. On the other... She really looks apologetic and she seems to have changed. It's been 15 years and maybe I should give her a chance. I'm just thinking, how would you deal with that if your bully asked you out? I would just take it as a compliment and just ignore it, I'll be honest, or reject them. Well, given the fact that, you know, in her drunken state has taken accountability <laughs> and apologised... And then continued to apologise profusely the following day when she was sober. I think he can let that one go. As in go on a date with her? No, I'm not saying go on a date with her. As in like let it go? Accept the apology and move, and move on. on. Don't I think agree. he should be going on a date with her because he's going to constantly be reminded hate of kindergarten Aristotle. How he felt being the chubby, pink, light brown haired kid. And what these people did to him. So. And imagine she's still friends with those old people. Exactly. Could she be brings very him awkward. along. Trigger warning. Yeah. Could just remind him of everything the B group did. Well, at least she was in the C group. But I mean, it might even bring up trauma from the B group. And also, he's been to therapy for this. Yeah, like you don't want to like do He's been through a lot to, to forget. Well, not forget, but just heal from the situation before. So I don't think he should go on a date with her. 
No, I just think you should take the high road and be... Yeah, just let her down gently. But yeah, basically. She was just feeling a bit frazzled. You know, another thing that I really enjoy, especially in movies, when like a character leaves their old town and they come back like rejuvenated and they've got this amazing career behind them. And then they and then they basically just shit on all the shit on all the people that made them feel. What like TV shit. show are you thinking of? Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a great show. film. That was a great film. I really like that film. Me what was too. I gonna say? Another reason that she could be asking him out is to further absolve herself from the guilt she's feeling. Because she might you know, she might be do- one of those people that is doing the most. Like, right, I've apologized. I kind of find him a little bit attractive. Maybe he'll further forgive me if I go on a date with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She could just be trying to get that guilt out. So, No, I just don't think it's... It's uncharted waters. Don't even do that to yourself. She, yeah, literally. she just doesn't seem like she's, you know, of sound mind right now. <laughs> and she seems drunk all the time. Yeah, like, like it just doesn't seem... I don't know. I'm not saying it's disingenuine. I think go. I think the apologising bit was very genuine, mm. but I think this extra step of like wanting to go out with him seems a little bit like you're doing the most. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no, I genuinely do believe. Um, an apology, accept the apology, and just and leave it. Imagine going out with your Billy. Oh God! Every time I argue with them, I'll just remember it. I'll be triggered by it. I just would want to jump over the table. Like they ruined them. your childhood. Do you know what I mean? Every time I every time I get an oh. intrusive thought, ha! Huh, I'll do you know Katie in Mean Girls where she jumps over the table. Yeah, and like, she's just watching her for a minute. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then all of a sudden she leaves. An yeah, that's what I would do. That like the shade down would come over me because you'd just be triggered by. Imagine like you're just talking to them and then you see a smirk she does that reminds you of a smirk she did once she bullied. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, my god, I'll be like, <laughs> bite you. <laughs> Literally. Oh, or like a little laugh. <laughs> that reminds you, in the back of your mind, you like, take you to a memory. Literally, of when oh. they put your face down the toilet. Oh, oh my god. god. No, we can't. Sorry. No, but he said really bad bullying. Guys, if you watch Glory, that Korean show, it's actually really horrible what they do. And it's real life. Why does that sound familiar? I feel like You've I've read seen... the description for it. Yeah, it's really scary. They burned her <gasps> with a straightener. No. And it's a real life story. Was it like a third degree burn? It, it's permanent on her body for life. Whereabouts in her body? Everywhere. Her <gasps> arms, she can't even wear dresses, Colton. Oh no. It's really horrible. I saw the description for that show. I saw it and I said, mm, I'm going to save this one. Mm, I really think you should watch it. But yeah, it just really triggers me and reminds me of that. Especially when it's like when when children are the evilest people ever. You know? They really are. Especially when they come in groups and packs. Like they have like no animals. foresight. They just think, right, I'm going to taunt this person because I don't like them. But doesn't think about the consequences. So then, imagine there are bullies roaming around the streets of london right now actual bullies literally it might be you know passive aggressive bullying via email in the workplace it might be an actual playground bully some massive guy that just likes to pick on little kids they're just everywhere you know the type the worst wolves in sheep's clothing literally you know the type the worst bullying for me is psychological bullying like imagine like you're in a group the emotional abuse yeah yeah i hate that or like you know those like bullies going off the whole emotional abuse one you know those partners that just say horrible things Mm. to bring you down like you've gained a few Mm. 
Have I? That that dress is looking very ugly on you. You should go and change. I think you should. I think you should stop wearing makeup. You're not doing it right. By the way, your makeup looks very beautiful today. Can I just? Oh, thank you. That was my little (laughs) my way to slide in. It was so funny. Or what's the other one? Um, The financial abuse, the financial bullying. So, for example, he'll say something along the lines of you need to transfer all your money over to me. <laughs> no, they do it subtly, though. No, they'll no, no, make they take a plan control of, you. like, the bank yeah. cards. And then they'll put everything in there. So, basically, they'll say... They'll say, I'm along. paying for all the bills. You know, they'll say, let's create a joint account. Therefore, everything you earn then straight away goes into the joint account. And then they'll say, can't take that out. Or they'll try and get control of the joint account. Or they give you a grown 30-year-old woman. An allowance. An allowance. <laughs> I've gone to university. I've got a two one. I got myself a nice corporate job. I got myself a British passport. In this Queen's country. And you're you're telling me I have to have an allowance. A hundred pound allowance a month for you, Lalshay. Go tell your mum. Isn't it? No, no, no woman no, should no. ever listen to that. Honestly, it's the sly ones that say, oh, babe, we need to save for the future. Oh, babe, like, I feel like you're quite careless with money. Whatever mm-hmm. I do with my money is it's my, my money. business. Uh, it? Mm, bullies everywhere. <laughs> Honestly. Hiding in plain sight. Even at the job, even at work. Mm. So if you're a bully, I want you to look inwards. <laughs> look inwards. And ask yourself, am I a bully? They need to have... A bully honestly needs to go to a retreat and do ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. They need to have a psychedelic experience. They need to relinquish themselves from all the toxic energy. And if that doesn't work, Quran Sar. Quran Sar. is the next one. Uh, That should be the first (laughs) one. (laughs) Then they can do ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. If Quran Sar does not work, which which I think it will. Quran works for everything. Right. However, if that doesn't work, which I'm sure will, ayahuasca. Wallahi. Or billahi. Nothing else. Go to Machu Picchu. Literally. <laughs> I would actually <laughs> love to do ayahuasca, but I feel like it's haram. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't sound very. Um, it's a drug, no? Islam friendly. Yeah, so it's like herbs. like It's mushrooms. Herbs from the ground, mushrooms, things like that. Surely that's or, not a drug. And the, isn't it I a mean, drink? Weed they is create a drug, it, they, I think they create a drink out of it and then you drink it and then you start having all these things You know, happen. psychedelics. You know what else is a psychedelic? LSD. Mm. So yeah, it must be had on then. No, it's got to be. Yeah. But it's not classed in the A, B, C. But then that's not what makes it haram. We've just got to ask a scholar, don't it's we? It's anything that alters your brain. Your brain, yeah. That's scary. Anyway. So you know... You know how I despise P. Diddy? <laughs> oh, ever since, oh my God. I opened up these can of worms. No, so. And like, I wish I closed them for you because you've gone down a So, dark what hole. P. Diddy supposedly does <laughs> is. Puff Daddy. Yeah, Puff Daddy. He used to go and find artists. So, he used to be the record execs person that goes and finds. He's an A&R. Yeah, goes and finds the up and coming artists. Now, when they get signed to the label, they might have one hit song and then, for example, something goes on behind the scenes, which I won't say because it's just a very weird environment. And then he'll discard said artist. And then basically what happens is that artist will be like in a lot of debt 
and stuff like that. Yeah, because obviously they've incurred loads of charges having recorded songs and mm, used studios, mm. which have obviously and been the songs provided. haven't been put out. So that yeah, sometimes their songs aren't put out. Anyway, P Diddy is known to be a bit of a bully in the industry. A lot of people are fearful of him because you know. So this is this is what I've gathered from like the digging that I've done in the last few from weeks. Jaguar from Jaguar, right? <laughs> anyway, the moral of the story is. Don't go around bullying people because the person that you bullied is going to come back into your life. And when they do, you're going to be older, wiser, more mature, and you will feel a deep sense of shame. Oh my God, you know what just came to my mind? Oh, Shukri. Oh, oh Grant her Jenna Amy. That just came into my mind. Oh, oh, they're so evil. They were just horrible. Wallahi, kids are animals. Shukri, she was like, like, she's like, well, she my couldn't sister. even swim. And you know what, I make, what makes me think? Like, imagine she's actually in the water and she's like, help me, help me. And they're just I can, watching her. I can see it happening. You know what it is? I just, I can, you know, when you can see the event in your mind, they probably led her to that to the place told her to get in the water they got in with hold, her hold your head down underneath some stupidness do you know what i mean that just escalated and got worse and they just watched her and they just watched her that's so it's sad so sad she just she was new in the country she didn't really know anyone oh that really yeah, hurts my soul my have mercy on her was there ever justice for shukri no they said it was accident accidental death how old were those kids like they over the age of 11 yeah that was like 13 12, so they could 13. have gone to jail yeah but you know the midlands police yorkshire police they don't care about a somali girl no There's they don't no even way. care about what's the name that woman that um was found in the river the other day what was she called was it the one that was local that lived locally to us some there was a somali girl that was found in dover was it dover you are there was a girl somali girl from felton you are. No one knows how she got from Feltham to Dover. They discovered her body. On the beach? On the beach. No way. Yeah. She's a local girl. Subhanallah. May Allah have mercy on her. I mean, There's so many like young black people going missing mysteriously. as well. Mysteriously. And a lot of them end up in Essex. Presumed to have committed. They alive the, themselves. Yeah. Trigger warning. Um, but it's all quite suspicious. Guys, three things I'm going to say. Yeah. Always send your location to someone. Mm. I always say, I always do that. No matter where I am, if I'm in a cab, that's my biggest fear to be kidnapped in a cab, by the way. Mm. And my second thing is, can we please all learn how to swim? And um, my third thing is, can we carry rape alarms? Because I just think that's the biggest thing we can do right now. I think there needs to be... A huge boom in the market of female protection products. Do you remember that police officer that just went round? There was loads of them that have been found out to yeah, be doing that. Yeah, there was like a whole list There's of them. There's an inquiry coming. Surviving the, the, the Metropolitan the police. police. You can't trust them. Imagine that woman that died. What's she called? Sarah. Sarah Everard. Yeah. yeah. And like... He who came the, up to her. Who was the new guy, the one that recently got convicted? I don't know. But that police officer came up to Sarah, showed her his badge, and said, "You need to come with me. You're being under. You're being arrested because of COVID violations. Yeah, restrictions to not be going." I out. know. I know. I saw that. They, they, it's an abuse of power. So this one was David Carrick. 
It was, a, it was a serial rapist. Oh my God. Carried out 85 serious av- offences over 17 years despite force being told repeatedly of allegations. So the force knew. Metropolitan police aware. themselves. This is mad. They ignored eight warnings about PC David Carrick's abusive behaviour leading Downing Street to warn faith in the police has been shattered and the force's new commissioner to say the leadership should have been more determined to root out such a misogynist i'm sorry eight counts so you've you they've let him they let him carry on and he yeah for a very long time until they finally caught him oh my god she claimed that he restrained her with his police issue handcuffs trigger warning and boasted that he was a powerful man who guarded the Prime Minister. The woman said he coerced her into staying in the relationship by convincing her he would plant drugs in her car, threatening, who are you going to believe? Imagine that abuse of power. Mm-mm. Imagine how scared she must have been. That's really scary. No action was taken with the woman either refusing to form to formally complain or withdrawing their cooperation from the police investigation. Let me tell you something. Remember that episode of Charmed where they went to where they went to Valhalla and it was just women. Mm. I wish we had that. And all the men was like their trained soldiers that That's they controlled. Is it Vikings believe when they die they go to they Valhalla? They go to Valhalla by the episode. Oh, it's was, like twisted. Yeah. So the women were in charge. Exactly. Mm. That's what we need. Moving on to scenario number two. So this one is a confession. And her confession is, I think I'm in love with my cousin. He's 22, almost 23, and I'm 20. He and I haven't really spent much time together. Growing up, he lived in the city and I grew up on the coast and in the Bay Area. I only really know him in that I know he likes video games that I also like and he likes the same kind of TV content as I do. I also know he and I are basically at the same stage in our lives where we don't want to depend on our parents anymore. We have plans to spend a week together this coming summer so we can celebrate his graduation. Over the past week, we've also talked about how we want to start doing care packages and sending them to each other as a way of getting through life as adults. We didn't have a lot of time alone to talk, so I don't know what he thinks of me, but I know for sure that he cares about me because when I have a mental freak out, he's there for me until I've calmed down. I would never make the first move, but part of me hopes when I visit him next summer that he pushes me against a wall and just makes me his. Whoa. (laughs) She's been reading book talk. I just want to know if my feelings are appropriate or if I should give up waiting for him to be my knight in shining armour. Okay. I need to know how close of a cousin are they? (laughs) Because if his first cousin's basically siblings that's awkward if if it's like your fifth cousin removed is that really a cousin i mean what is your fifth cousin that is not family so she sees him every summer so i'm assuming they're quite close (laughs) 
I think it's her first cousin. She said, oh, she said, I'm in love with my cousin. So she, she didn't, didn't say, say first. She didn't say cousin. Yeah, so what do you think about being in love with your cousin? I just find it... I don't know. Apparently marriage between first cousins is legal in 26 US states. I can imagine that. Mm-mm. It's halal. Mm-mm-mm. So we can't, you know. I would just say... It's awkward. Two things are making it awkward for me. That they grow up together and they see each other regularly. Mm. Which means they're close, their families know each other. He's probably, like, grown up with her. Yeah. So it's in my mind, I'm thinking, that's awkward. Think of how many people in our lineage who have gotten together. And of course. Despite being cousins. I get that. But Mm. I also think... And have gone on... To if have you very grew long up with someone, fulfilling like, lives. It's not haram. I'm not, you know. I'm not I didn't say that. it was haram. I but didn't I'm just saying, if you it. grow up with someone, I think I would look at them a bit more differently than if I didn't grow up with him. Then so I, I don't. I didn't it grow doesn't up with mention him. that she grew up. She's saying she sees them once every summer. So I'm guessing she spends That's a bit of time regular. with them every every summer. I think it's honestly. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Mm, like. Uh, We've been in that situation back in the day when we used to go Malamad. Yeah. You come back the next summer, people have, you know, gone into puberty. They're looking a bit different. Yeah. Do you, Do you know, know what I mean? And you're like, Whoa. wow, he's grown up. Mashallah. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't act on it, but it's a... Uh... Wow. Well, the thing is, if, you know what it is? I don't, obviously, I don't think they're Muslim. From everything she said in the scenario, it doesn't sound like there's any, you know what I mean, in shuttlers and stuff like that. There's no indication that she's a Muslim. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think this could be new territory for her. She's probably quite scared, thinking, oh my God, I find my cousin attractive. I think attractive. he might like her if he's sending care packages. Who sending care that? packages and also just being very caring towards her. However, I don't know how this would be received in their community. So in our community, this is would be okay. Do you know what I mean? However, I mean, she has to think about the consequences of her actions, how her family would um, receive this information, how they'd react. She's got to weigh up all of that if she... If she wants to pursue this. And also, do you think, you know when like you haven't had any male attention in a while and mm. one male shows you attention, he's a bit more attentive, a bit more caring. The heart wants what the heart wants. But also I mean? it's a familial connection as well. So there's that element that he he's also been very caring because that's his family yeah. member. So I don't know. I would find it very awkward for her to just be like, I'm in love with you. Because that yeah. might destroy the relationship. She needs to feel it out, man. She needs to phase it out, see what's going on, see what he says. I think she needs to see other people. I think she's got a crush. She needs to see some other people. She needs to understand. That's what I'm saying. Is this just, you know, book talk? She's in her head, in her feelings, read a Book talk is very deranged. They've got some crazy tropes that people are into, I'm telling you But it's the description, the way she's describing, you know, like, oh, we both like the same video games and stuff. It's very surface level there's no do you know what I mean not that I would want there to be something deep but it's just it sounds quite it sounds quite superficial I agree I agree I think it's a mindless little crush and I don't think you should blow up your family to be telling this boy you love him honestly no no don't do that don't do that I would never tell a man I love him first that is like unless he was like on a deathbed and I would never see him again 
Really? I don't think I would. Oh. But maybe that's my toxic trait. (laughs) (laughs) I would never make the first move either, to be honest. Would you ever solemnly, without a man telling you that he loves you, say... No. I mean, if it's well, like... Well, I'm in love with you. No, like that. I would never. But you know, sometimes, though... You, something wrong with you. Sometimes, often, you can usually tell when someone likes you. In which exactly. case, if you're absolutely certain, then I don't think there's anything wrong with you, kind of... Because if he hasn't made the first move, it's just like, babes, I know you like me. I know you want me, so just I'm going to say it for you. <laughs> Don't don't do that. Guys, do don't not take that, my please. advice. <laughs> Never I make the first I was waiting for her move. clarity to come into her head. Gosh. No, what do you mean? No, but hold on. There's something wrong with men out there in which they're not approaching women how they used to. I want the old-fashioned 90s boombox with R&B songs. Playing out me, my window. You love me and I'm the only woman. Do you know what I mean? I don't need someone going, oh, I think I might No, it's fun. not even I think. I don't need someone messaging want, me know. on Snapchat telling oh. me, I think I might fancy. <laughs> what? what do they even say nowadays? <laughs> I don't even Hi. know. Hi. Hi. How Hi. are do you? Do you want to go for a coffee? They probably don't even say that. They probably say something like, Oh, I saw you at that event last night. You looked really nice. Thank you. And then the conversation doesn't that. go anywhere. Okay. Oh, it's no, awful out there. Oh. Yeah. But it's like, what do you even say? Like, back in the day, Harvey, you'd be walking down the street and if a man liked you, he'd stop and talk to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I even feel uncomfortable with that sort of scenario now because of how... Um, how much people use social media like I'd be let me so, ask you a question I'd be so uncomfortable with a man stopping me in the street I'd be f- confused like what what's going on here because it hasn't ha- it doesn't happen anymore no, back in the about. day it wasn't like so much more texting it was more like five day passes lotioning on the phone on the phone voice to voice voice to voice heaven done your talking you wake up you're running for six form like <laughs> You haven't slept, you've got dark one. marks under your eyes. But you're happy because <laughs> you've had a good night. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, now, I could never, ever, like, think messaging someone on Instagram as a form of, like, getting to know someone. Like, you got tug. No, it's really awkward. That's weird. It's really awkward. Yeah, anyway. We need we to create something for these people, Harvard. We need to be. Have you seen... A 101 on how to date Islamically. Oh, no. So have you seen... What's that show on Netflix where it's the auntie and she does oh, the yeah, matchmaking? the matchmaking. We need to be the matchmaking aunties of the Somali community. Guys, would you trust us? With your marriage CVs? We would do this for you. We'd find you a match. But the only issue is, I feel like girls are very much into doing a marriage CV, whereas guys, I don't think not so much. Mm. But you know what? In the religious community, they do CVs. They're like 6'3", Salafi, big beard, good job, finance, wants to... And you know what's really used to trigger me a lot? They used to be like, wants a... Petite Somali woman that speaks Arabic. Oh, did they actually used to have CVs back in the yeah. day? Wow. A woman that can cook, a woman that wants to move out of the country. So our preferably CVs to Doha. ideally would be a bit more interactive. There'd be like a little bubble where you can put your photo. There'd be like a likes and dislikes. There'd be like an about me section. And then what you're looking for. 
Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. And then me and you, because we've got like the visual, we know. So we can see someone, see another person, and we can be like, right, those two fit together like a jigsaw puzzle. Exactly. Then you put them, take them to the families. You've got to look at both their likes and dislikes. If they match, they match. Exactly. You know, a lot of Asian community are so strong. Shall I tell you why? They really put their families' um, point of views at the forefront, Mm. whereas I feel like a lot of Somalis don't do that. So they prioritise education, which is really important, and they also prioritise marriage. And they prioritise things that will basically create a nuclear family designed to flourish which i love very old school it's not even old school this is what we're supposed to do but western individualism has has made made us think think it's old school it's not it's outdated it's redundant i would love to have that kind of auntie in our community yeah just relaxed chilled it's gonna be us it's gonna be us babe i see the cali and harvard matchmaking service Indian. Indian matchmaking, that's what it was called. It's African matchmaking. We're not going to just leave it to Somalis. But yeah, let's Muslim get this going. You know us too, yeah? You know us too. We just have ideas after ideas. ideas. Feel free we, to steal them, guys. Honestly, if you can make it better than us, do it. Do it. You know, just credit us. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but if we had like a client list of bare CVs from both male and, and females, female. and we just... So that Put them together like Tetris, like boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, Yeah, so boom. This, this kind of idea requires a lot of trust from client to exactly. us. If two people trust us, send us your CVs. We're going to get you matched. I've already got one in my mind already. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode. We love you guys so much. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, download, share... Oh, anything else I missed? That's all, love. That's it. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, download, share. Remember those five. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, download, share. Also, Ramadan Mubarak. If it's Ramadan next, this is it this week or next week? It's like this two week. Days. Oh my God, Ramadan Mubarak, guys. Yeah, Ramadan almost from Mubarak. So when you're listening to this, it's probably going to be Ramadan. Yeah. And you're probably going to be fasting. We need to take out all the profanity. Indeed. And we just need to make this a Ramadan-friendly episode. Because you know what, Harder? I'm really trying to be good this Ramadan. I really want to be good as well. Anyway, guys, love you guys so much. <laughs> Bye. Love you guys. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.